And entrepreneurship, when you do it right, is like having summer break for the rest of your life. You work for a couple hours a day only on stuff that you like, and then you just do stuff you like the rest of the day after that. You hang out with your family, or if you're like me, you just talk to uh, ChatGPT all day and <laughs> make content. Um, it, it's incredible how much control you have over the life you want. Welcome to the Ad Valued Entrepreneurs Podcast, where we're on a mission to end entrepreneurial unhappiness. If you're an entrepreneur with a burning desire to change the world, this podcast is for you. We're here to help you transform your life and business so that you can achieve the freedom and fulfillment you crave. This show is dedicated to entrepreneurs who want more out of their life, more meaning, more purpose, and ultimately, more happiness. You deserve it all and it's possible. I'm your host, Robert Peterson, pastor turned life coach for business owners. I believe that success without happiness is not true success at all, but there's always hope for those who are willing to take action. Join us every week as we bring you inspiring leaders and messages that will help you on your journey towards success. Thank you for investing your time with us today. Let's get started. Our guest today is an entrepreneur, author, and digital marketing expert, primarily known for his work in the field of lead generation and cold emailing. Alex Berman is the founder and CEO of Omni.us, a digital marketing agency that focuses on helping businesses with B2B lead generation, email marketing, and content creation. Alex's diverse experience in the industry has combined to his well-rounded expertise in sales, marketing, and business development. Digital marketing expert, Alex Berman joins Robert on the show for a second appearance. He shares his expertise in cold email marketing and the new tool and company that he founded to help make it easier for businesses to use email to generate leads and sales. He also shares how he continues to design his lifestyle, living in India and encouraging entrepreneurs to support the world economy by hiring internationally to scale your business. Well, Alex, thank you so much for jumping on the show. You're our second official second time guest. Let's go. Two times. Second time's the charm. Yeah. Well, lots of, a lot's changed for you. Um, obviously, you've gotten married. You, you've moved to India, making India your permanent home. And, and you've sold, sold the company we talked about last time and, and starting new things. So I guess fill us in on what's happening on your uh, entrepreneurial journey. Sure. Since the last time we talked, we talked about Taplio, which was a LinkedIn tool. Um, that got, we, we had a strategic exit for seven figures. Uh, we worked on it for three months, but they, it took them another six months to announce it. So everyone else thinks we worked on it for nine months, <laughs> but yeah, it was the, the quickest rocket ship I've ever been a part of. Just like nice. on it, hype, 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 exit out of it, time to do something else. And so now uh, we started Omni.us, which is a cold email sending tool and an outbound tool. Uh, and right now we're at 20K uh, MRR in the last couple months and hopefully we can just keep it going you know <laughs> keep doing this again and again this is i feel like we've unlocked some kind of secret money code <laughs> nice well I mean, last time we talked about taplio but we also talked about your cold email manifesto and so you, yeah. you have a pretty good background in cold email so now you've taken it from your book and your teaching to to a software solution exactly so omni does everything that the book talks about so it has omni leads which is the lead generation it has omni warm which keeps your inbox 
free of uh, getting marked as spam, gets you out of spam. And then it also writes all of the campaigns for you, exactly like our strategy in the book, and then sends the campaigns. Uh, and then it has other omni channels too. Right now it has uh, text message and soon it's gonna have LinkedIn, Twitter DMs, and everything else you could possibly imagine. Nice. So yeah. one of the things that we talk about that, that, that you're kind of living is the ability for entrepreneurs to design the life that they want and then build the business to support it. So obviously you've chosen a life of travel. You've chosen to live internationally. You've chosen to work with international partners, lots of different things that, that maybe most entrepreneurs wouldn't necessarily choose or define as success. So can you share a little bit about that blessing, that ability as an entrepreneur to, to live the kind of life that you want and, and make those kind of choices? Of course, that's what it's all about. That's what we're in it for, right? And anyone who's had a job should know. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to compare it. But all of us in high school, unless you were forced to work in high school, um, I know when I, when I went to when I went to school, I would just play video games all day and just kind of do whatever I wanted, like summer break. And entrepreneurship, when you do it right, is like having summer break for the rest of your life. You work for a couple hours a day, only on stuff that you like, and then you just do stuff you like the rest of the day after that you hang out with your family or if you're like me you just talk to uh, chat gpt all day and <laughs> make content um it, it's incredible how much control you have over the life you want some people like you said they want to go live in india like i do they, some people want to go live in bali some people want to party all day and work you know 30 minutes some people want to live in america and work 12 hours 14 hours a day for themselves you have the exact uh you, you have the framework, right? You can, if you have a business that's generating revenue for you, you can do anything you want. Um, and for me, it always started with the lifestyle design. It starts with figuring out what your day should look like and then working backwards from there. Nice. So how did you decide what, what it was you wanted and that this would work for you? I, uh, so first I mapped out my perfect day and my perfect day was pretty standard. It was just wake up, eat eggs, you know, hang out with people that love me and then uh, that was basically it. The end of the day was, uh, talk to a bunch of, uh, historical figures that I look up to, but th I knew that was just a, a fantasy. That's not a real perfect day. Um, I've, I've always been very open, very flexible about anything. Um, I think about life in terms of, uh, three, there's three points of like a freedom triangle. There's health, wealth, and love. And so as long as you're healthy, you know, you're in shape, you're as pain-free as you can be. As long as you have enough money coming in that you're not constantly thinking about like, oh, I only got 40 bucks in the bank. I only have 30 bucks in the bank. As long as you have enough money for that. And then as long as you have some kind of love in your life, whether you're talking to your parents or you're talking to your spouse or you're dating somebody, like everything else can be completely in flux and you're, you're very uh, stable at that point. Nice. So obviously you mentioned a couple of things. Chat GPT just, to, you know, took off like crazy and, you know, has gone has gone public, and and you know, there's kind of two sides at this point. There's oh no, it's going to take over the world, and it's terrible, it's evil, and and everybody's going to lose their job. And then there's those entrepreneurs that are embracing it, saying, "Man, this is a great tool. It's so powerful in helping us, you know, create content." Share share your views. Right now, I'm using GPT like five hours, six hours a day. GPT four. I've got two accounts that I'm running and every time one runs out and maxes out, I just switch to the other one, but we're using it for every, everything. So basically I feed in my entire bio and backstory and then I have it write LinkedIn content 
Uh, and so all of our LinkedIn right now is fully uh, AI generated. That's the AI content's doing better than our other content. Um, for and then the other thing I use it for is brainstorming. So I'll feed in my entrepreneurial backstory, and then I'll be like, uh, "Tell me some anecdotes about this person." And then it'll tell me like, you know, hey. Uh, you know, you were selling marshmallows when you were a kid. Maybe you should teach something about that for B2B sales. Or like you were selling Pokemon cards in middle school, write a post about that. So I'm getting all these stories from my own past that I didn't even think about. Uh, and now I'm seeing it from a new lens. So I love it uh, for that reason. And then also just generic advice, dude. I fed in, uh, I was like, here's our revenue. Here's everybody that works at our company, a description of their job and uh, their salary. Um, act like you're a team of Harvard MBAs and uh, MBAs and tell me what I should do. And then it basically told me, you know, how to restructure the team. It told me which salaries should be negotiated. It told me even what roles to add. It said we were missing a chief of ops and a, a head of content for our Alex Berman personal brand. And so now we're searching for those too. So I'm, I'm all in on chat GBT. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously you love, you love the software solutions and, and the ability for, machines to take care of things that we don't want to sit around and do, which is what creates exactly. the time freedom in the first place. Even the original Taplio, the concept was to write LinkedIn posts using AI. Uh, GPT-4 is more advanced than even what Taplio had in it. Like I, I can't even use the Taplio AI anymore. I have to use GPT-4. So <laughs> it's um, it's insane how quickly that, pay I'm so glad we exited, but it's insane how quickly it outpaced even what uh, other entrepreneurs were doing. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of, well, I mean, it's startling. Like you said, if you, if you spend the time to get creative in the prompting, you can, you can use it in, in a variety of different ways. And, and not necessarily just to to avoid writing your homework assignment, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> obviously, anyone caught up in that idea is just missing the missing the point, right? You know, when we transitioned from pens to typewriters, nobody, you know, accused the person of the typewriter, you know, <laughs> of taking advantage of the system right and then of exactly course, and you can writers to computers okay. with self-correct <laughs> autocorrect and you can use it for everything too like my stepdad when i showed him it uh, he started using it to write novels like book ideas he's apparently been putting off writing fiction books his whole life and so he's like give me 10 titles like uh, james patterson would write and then he's just been basically writing his own novels like that my mom's been using it for uh, medical questions. Like she's a bodybuilder. So she has to ask about like, you know, whatever testosterone or protein powder or whatever she's, I don't know what she's taking, but she's using it for medical questions like that. And it works really well. I've also used it for legal questions. Like we had it draft a contract for our social media manager. And then I had it review it as a lawyer in India to give it pointers. And then it rewrote the contract for us like that. So it's nice. everything in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, it's pretty incredible. So obviously let's, let's chat a little bit more about Omni and, and the, the tools are available and how those tools are helping uh, create outbound marketing. Right. And, mm -hmm. and obviously people are, you know, convinced that email was dead prior to COVID. I think email had a little bump, you know, a resurrection. Um, where's email now in, in, in our current state of, of business, you know, what are open rates looking like? And, and, and obviously how is this tool helping, you know, small businesses and you know, who is the best target small business? 
Open rates on our cold emails are still 80 to 90%, sometimes 95%. Um, so people are still very much opening emails. And if they're not opening emails, that's why Omni has Omni channels, right? If they're not opening emails, they might answer a text. They might answer a LinkedIn message. They might answer a, a Twitter DM. Um, so there's a ton of other ways you can contact them. But email still works incredibly well. Uh, for Omni, we're sending 150,000 cold emails a month right now. <laughs> it's uh, working very well for us. Obviously promoting Omni. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who's, who's Yeah, the and then we also use it. Oh, go ahead. Obviously, who's the ideal client? Who's who's this built for? When you're when you're doing high high uh, volume cold email campaigns like that, the wider a market, the better. So we're going after uh, directors of sales worldwide, and then uh, any company over ten million in revenue. Uh, that's B two B, and then also directors of marketing uh, and CEOs. Uh, and any business to business company, that's that's the the motto, you know, as if you're a business to business company, um, you most likely have a sales team. So we don't even have to say business to business company with a sales team. So any B2B company, uh, you're getting an email from Omni. Nice. <laughs> All right. So Omni leads, where, where are Omni leads being generated? How are, how are, how are you collecting those? And what's uh, how, how's that helpful, obviously, for somebody trying to build this cold email marketing system omni leads generates uh leads from it's a few different third-party data providers and so we license their data and then we compile it together so let's say one data provider has very good data when it comes to uh, email addresses but not good phone numbers then we have a second data provider that would enhance those with the phone numbers or we have um you know somebody has good first names and last names but they're bad at checking whether somebody still works at the company so we have some tools there to make sure the data is high quality. Nice. Mm -hmm. Well, and then obviously you're using AI to create the campaigns now. So you don't even have to, somebody doesn't even have to go through the book and, and figure out how to write the introduction email and the, and then the follow-up email. And then. <laughs> the exactly. Notes. And this is still, we're still technically in beta as well. Um, I don't want to even make us, uh, you know, 1.0 because I, I don't think we're anywhere near ready. Uh, with the email script writing. Right now, it's very effective. It basically takes what's in the cold email manifesto book, walks you through it. Like, hey, what's the benefit of your company? What's, what is the case study? You know, like, I helped XYZ company do this in this time. And then it collects all that and it writes your full email sequence and, and text sequence for you. But soon it's going to be able to optimize, um, you know, for all sorts of different variables, like uh, writing different emails for CEOs of this industry or uh, CMOs in this other industry. I want different campaigns for that. Uh, but right now it's very effective as is and people are booking meetings like crazy. Yeah, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you know, it almost sounds too good to be true. Like <laughs> mm -hmm. it, it's well, a the, it's, that replaces a significant labor. It's a back to basics approach. That's why when most people come in to write cold emails, it's exactly like what we talked about on the first podcast. They either write emails too long or they write emails that are untargeted or they just grab like a random script from the internet and try to change a couple words. But what the Omni process does and the, and the cold email manifesto process does is gets you to stop using scripts and start using frameworks. So if you go out there and you pitch you know, hey, I'm Robert Peterson from the Smiling Coaching Couple podcast. We just had this person on and I'd love to have you on as well. It doesn't matter if I send, hey, I'm Alex Berman from the Alex Berman podcast. We just had this person on and I'd love to have you on as well. It doesn't matter if we send the same email because it's completely different podcasts that we're pitching. And so that's what we walk people through when it's 
using uh, frameworks instead of scripts. Nice. So, so, so the framework provides, how's a framework different than a script? Dig a little a framework. Deeper. Sure. So a script would be something like, you know, Hey Robert, how would you like to book 30 plus new sales meetings in the next month? You know, that's a script. Anyone can send that. doesn't matter what your business is. Uh, a framework would be something like, you know, Hey Robert, uh, how would you like to benefit statement like we did for case study over the last six months? You know, what you can't copy paste that. That's going to be different for every company that sends it. Nice. So it's, so it comes across personalized. Mm -hmm. So, so let's talk about the big, sometimes people feel like cold email is, is spam and you spend a great deal of time in, mm -hmm. in your book, basically saying cold email is not spam. If you're spamming people, don't use it. Don't do it. <laughs> That's not what we're trying to promote. That's not what we're talking about. Cold email simply means reaching out to, to somebody that you haven't met before. <laughs> kind of like knocking on somebody's business, you know, front door and saying, Hey, I'm Robert. And this is what I offer. Right. Exactly. That's all it is. It's uh, it's just like Facebook ads. You know, you're advertising on Facebook to people that don't know you. It's just like cold email. You're sending cold emails to people that don't know you. And as long as you're not trying to scam them or uh, spam them, you know, like you're not a Nigerian prince offering something, you know, that doesn't exist. Uh, <laughs> cold email is completely fine. And it is actually the, the way that people introduce themselves, even at the highest level, like, you know, Elon Musk's assistant, or sorry, Elon Musk wants to meet Jeff Bezos. They've never met before. What's going to happen? Elon Musk's assistant is going to cold email or cold call Jeff Bezos' assistant, and they're going to make something happen. So if it's good enough for billionaires, you can use it too. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit more about the ability to work internationally, hire internationally, build a company with um, international participants and, and how, how's that benefiting your, your company? How's it benefiting the, the world economy? Sure. So Omni, our entire development team and our, uh, one of our co-founders is in India, is Indian. Uh, and they're a, uh, Amit, who's my co-founder on Omni runs a venture studio. They have 5 million a year in SaaS revenue, just all based on these Indian companies. And so they're, they're good high level business people. Uh, and if you can make it work, you can make it work. I used to write off India. I thought they were poor. I thought they wouldn't buy anything. But I realized if you can make an offer for them, uh, first of all, it'll also work in the U.S. because, you know, a good deal works anywhere. But two, then you unlock this entire other market. I would say 30%, maybe 40% of our signups on Omni now are Indians. And they're paying the same, you know, $49, $59 a month that everybody else is paying. So if you can deliver that value, then you can crack that code. And then I'm assuming this will work anywhere else in the world. If, if we can get Indians to buy, why wouldn't we be able to get everybody else to as well? So on the, that's on the client side. So, so let's talk about building your business side. So even somebody in America could work and partner with support staff, outsourcing other elements of their business to, to Indian workers. Exactly. The, the most difficult part for me has been the culture shift. So Coming out to India really, really helps because then they see you as a person and you can start forming a bond because otherwise, if you're out there, uh, there's there's a, uh, a white person tax. I don't know what they exact call it here, um, but as soon as even even in, in India, if I'm here, it like my wife goes out, she'll negotiate something. It'll be, you know, ten dollars. If I'm standing next to her, it won't be twelve dollars. It'll be fifty dollars or sixty dollars. And sometimes I'll pay it, you know, because I don't know the difference. 
But that's exactly what we're dealing with on the internet. So you go to Upwork and you try to hire an Indian and they're charging you $12, $13 an hour like it's nothing. Then you come to India and $2 an hour is a very high wage for them. Like we have staff working in this house. Uh, you know, our chef, I think, is making less than 10,000 rupees a month. Our maid is like 4,000. Like this is like $100 a month, uh, $80 a month for full-time labor. And then even, uh, you know, marketing people that are working for us, our social media manager for our uh, mine and my wife's couple channel is $500 a month. And she's like elite level, like great, great people. So this is something that you don't understand until you come to India and you start getting Indians to negotiate on your behalf, how, how cheap they, uh, they will work for you. Um, yeah. so and from the idea, the idea, yeah, working with them. And the idea isn't, isn't just to be cheap and to not pay people. Well, mm -hmm. this is, this is about the normal cost of living. And it's like the difference between owning a home in Los Angeles and owning a home in Tulsa, Oklahoma, there's just a different cost of living. And so, so you're not talking about cutting corners and trying to, to, to short people. You're talking about giving people fair wages, probably better than, than what they could get working locally. And yet yeah. it's still super economical, cheap for your company, for, for your family in, in building your business. Exactly. It's very good salaries for them. They wouldn't take it if it wasn't good salaries. And they're actually paid more working with us than they would get, you know, from anyone else. And they're treated better. Honestly, I've seen some Indian bosses like they're, <laughs> they're dicks, you know, a lot of the times. Uh, and I've heard the stories from our employees, like they're saying we're the, the nicest people they know, et cetera. So they're treated better. They're paid better. Um, and what more can you ask for? And then, yeah, from a company point of view, they're productive, uh, productive people. They get stuff done. Um, they, they just have a very particular way of working. And so it, it has taken a while for us to master uh, the hiring process in India. Um, there's a lot of uh, a lot of BS that goes on. Um, a lot of lying. Maybe this is like it everywhere, but there's a lot of like lying on the resumes, lying to your face in the interviews to try to get the job. And then you realize they don't have any skills at all. Um, things like that. But we're we're locking in the process. And once you get it down, uh, you can get some really rock solid hires. We have a team now of, um, I think we have 13, 14 people just on the, the brand side, personal brand side. And they are, um, they're all great. You know, we sourced them well. <laughs> and so uh, it, that, that's what I wanted to say. So paying the, the laborers less, paying the employees less, the team members less, uh, allows you to have an outsized influence. So let's say your personal brand only makes $5,000 a month. You know, ours makes considerably more than that, but let's say that's all it makes. In America, you wouldn't be able to hire one full-time person for that. But in India, you can hire 10 and you can hire 10 great people. Now imagine you've, you've uh, bootstrapped your personal brand to 5,000. Now you can hire 10 people. One person's just doing your Instagram. One person's just doing your LinkedIn. Somebody's just doing your sponsorship outreach. How much faster do you think you can grow uh, doing that? And then how much faster do you think you can get all of them to be paid 5,000 a month doing that? That's, that's what India does for us. We will be right back after this short break. Are you an entrepreneur who started their business with purpose and passion only to lose sight of it amidst the daily grind? We understand how frustrating that can be. That's why we're offering free strategy calls to help you gain clarity on the barriers holding you back from achieving your dreams. In just 30 minutes, our experienced coaches will work with you to identify obstacles and develop strategies for overcoming them. There's no commitment or pressure, just a chance to get some assistance and clarity you need. Scheduling is easy. Simply visit smilingcall.com and select a time that works for you. 
Let's jump on a call and build your business together. It's time for you to add value and achieve your full potential as an entrepreneur. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. Well, and and yeah, so it allows your company to grow, but the impact you're having is also so much larger mm-hmm. because now there's 12 families that aren't out there unemployed, out there working for, uh, you know, a boss that is, you know, making them work 12 hours a day doing, you know, basically slave labor. And so, so it really is a blessing to, to those people and, and improving the world economy. My biggest thing and, and having visited almost everywhere except India um, is Come out to India. I'm, 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 it's on the plans, man. We're, we're going to make it happen. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> So, so the biggest issue in the world from Los Angeles all the way to you know, Mumbai is poverty. And, and the solution to poverty is entrepreneurship. It's helping people own their own business, helping people develop the skills to, to run their own company. And, and I'm firmly convinced that that's going to be the biggest, the, the only real solution to you know, these world issues is business owners helping develop helping people develop businesses and and it would work anywhere and it works in india it'll work in los angeles it, it'll work in tulsa oklahoma and, it, and it'll probably work in you know antarctica if we figure out a way to you know run a business feeding penguins whatever you know, the need is right and and i think you know people are still sitting back waiting for the government they're waiting for the church they're waiting for somebody else to 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 fix things when entrepreneurship is is really the solution. And if we teach entrepreneurship in high school and, you know, get kids right out of high school and start empowering them to run businesses, it's going to be so much more effective than wasting four years in college, spending, you know, $150,000, $200,000 and starting out in debt. So what do you think of <laughs> entrepreneurship as, you know, expanding the world and, and solving some of these world issues? I, I think it will. And I think there's there's two sides of it. There's a lot of people like let's say we are talking about people in school that are training and they are maybe in poverty. There's a lot of people, maybe three groups of people, people that are highly, highly skilled and trained at something like great artists, great designers, all these people, but that never go out and sell or that extremely underpriced their service. Then there are uh, great marketers and great hype men that have no problem pitching clients and will close a deal here or there, but just can't fulfill the contracts because they're not good at the skills. And then those are the main two groups. And then there's the third group of people, which is bigger, which is the people that are doing absolutely nothing. They have no skills and no ability to sell. (laughs) So I would say if you're in that third group, you have to learn one of the first two. But the people with the biggest opportunity are the ones that are unbelievably skilled, but just don't have the skill of selling. Because it's a lot easier to become a salesman than it is to become a uh, skilled UI designer or a coder. It takes only, it'll only take a couple months of pitching and getting on calls to uh, start making some money and start selling. But to become a great designer might take you 10 years of your life. Um, so I know the, the best thing that I've found when it comes to teaching entrepreneurship is identify those people with talent and then teach them how to charge more for their services and how to actually pitch their services. And then if you find the people that are hustling and good at selling, but that don't necessarily have the skills, you can partner those guys up together because deep down those designers, those artisans just want to do their work. They don't want to sell, but <laughs> you, they need those salesmen that, that a component needs to exist. So it's partnering up those two. Uh, that's what's going to save the world. So a lot of those partnerships. And, and the truth is all of those skills are learnable. 
like at every mm-hmm. at every level. And so the idea that that people are born entrepreneurs, they're really born uh, uh, higher risk takers, maybe. Like I think that that seems to be the <clears throat> the little linchpin is the willingness to to step out or for some it's just they're unemployable because they can't work for a boss. And so <laughs> those don't make the best entrepreneurs necessarily, but <laughs> that that's a lot of, a lot of people's motivation for jumping into entrepreneurship. The thing that I, that never really connects with me is you ask somebody to do cold outreach, you ask somebody to sell and they say they're terrified, but then if they lost their job tomorrow, they would be sending resumes and hopping on interviews and becoming basically the greatest salesman in the world until they get that salary. And then they just stop and they forget it exists again. We all have it in us. We just decide to hide it away 99% of the time. Oh, that is so, so funny. Cold email resume. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think, I don't, I don't know what, what the stigma is and how this stigma grew in, in the United States, especially uh, about selling and, and, the idea of sales, right? I mean, obviously the, the used car sales and everybody's reputation there, but the truth is all of us are selling all the time. <laughs> like, you know, convincing our kids to go clean the room, convincing our wife that, you know, this is the place we want to go to dinner, convincing our employees that this is the best thing for us to do for our company. I mean, all of those are sales, right? When you, when you're, you know, helping change somebody's opinion or getting them on your side to do what you're trying to do, right? I mean, sales is either manipulation on on the one hand or inspiration on the other. You... That's all it is. Just going out there. And, and you're right. Entrepreneurship is the way to save the world. And I think uh, a lot of what it's going to be is having people listen to podcasts like this. Because there's, there's two things, really. Uh, there's opening your eyes to what is possible. So, you know, the average doctor in India makes $1,200 a month. And... You know, the average janitor in America makes more than that. So telling people that, first of all, just knowing that as an Indian, like, oh, shit. Well, if I can make, sorry, <laughs> knowing that as an Indian, oh, I can make more, more than that just by pitching, you know, some in the United States. Somebody in the United States um, could know that as well about India, and maybe they're going to come and hire an, an India. But the second thing about it is not being uh, complacent with your position. Because one thing that I found with our team is you'll pay them more and more, right? Like I have the ability to pay them near infinite amounts of money because when they succeed, they make me more money and then I have more money to pay them. But what I found with my team is they'll cap out. Like somebody will start at 500 a month, then they'll get to the point where they're making 800, then 1,000, then 1,200. And then a year later, they're still at 1,200 and then they haven't improved and they're still at 1,200. And they'll stay there forever without wanting to move up. And they'll still be in the same house. They'll still have the same, you know, crappy car or whatever. And a part of it is just complacency. It's complacency. Um, I, I, I was stuck in the same thing. You know, even, even when I made my first $3,000 a month, I probably stayed at that, must have stayed at that level for 12, 13 months. I was just like, I'm happy. I can afford food. Like, I'm good. I don't need to do anything. And I was just living in the cheapest apartment I could in Wichita, Kansas. It was like $300, $400 a month. And I was, I was fine. <laughs> and then it was only when I realized like, no, you can't, you can survive like that. Yeah. But you're not really creating impact and you're not creating real value for people. And it was only then that I realized that I needed to start really taking risks um, because the, the real risk is doing that for the rest of your life. <laughs> um, and you can always go back to that as well. You know, if, if I, at worst case scenario, 
I start a business, I take a big swing and it fails. Uh, one, I'll start another one in a second. And I've had to do that so many times already. But two, you know, worst, worst, worst case, I'll get a job, corporate job. And then if that doesn't work out, I can always, you know, work at a Walmart. They're always hiring people. So there's no real risk to any of this because then you're working at a Walmart and now you can send cold emails at night and try to pitch projects. You work for Walmart for a couple of weeks until you have a $3,000, $4,000 consulting gig and then you're back on your feet. Nice. I like it. All right. So let's talk a little bit about the value of, of connection. Obviously you've made incredible connections in India, but it's really connections that have allowed you to, to create so much. I mean, really you're, you're a creator. You're more than an entrepreneur. You're a creator. You're creating companies, you're creating jobs, you're, you're creating software. I mean, ultimately this is about creation. So how, how have connections helped you create? It's all about connections. Like when me and my wife decided to start our family channel our marriage channel, um, we didn't want to uh, make all the posts ourselves. Our first thought was, who do we hire to do this? And so we put up a job post and we interviewed some people. They all had great ideas and we made the hire. Uh, the same with Omni. Me and my, my co-founder, Robert, knew we didn't want to code the platform. So we talked to some people. I was on a podcast with uh, Amit, found him on Twitter and uh, went out to uh, Delhi to, to meet him, Bangalore to meet him. Um, we made the deal. We made it happen. So it's it's all about connection, right? If you want to do anything, my my main thing that I can do is sit on camera and talk. You know, that's my number one thing. I can also tweet. You know, I can also write content. Uh, but everything else should be done by somebody else. Like someone else should be running operations. Somebody else should be doing payroll. Somebody else should be doing you know the back end fulfillment. Uh, someone else should be coding and doing the product. And so it, it it's all about people. Because while I could do a version of this by myself, 100%, I could do it. Um, the version where we all work together is so much better for every single person involved. Well, it's so much faster, right? It grows, it grows, it scales in a much larger rate. In theory, yeah, it's faster. Some, the fastest we had was uh, just a very lean team. Like if you can get three to four people that just really work. So let's say, you know, a business is three parts. It's marketing which is uh, lead generation, it's sales, and it's product or fulfillment. So marketing, sales, and product. So if you have a rock star marketer that's generating a ton of leads, and you have a rock star salesperson that's closing all those leads, uh, and a rock star product that is fulfilling on the promise, that's all you really need. So bare minimum, you do need three people that are just great at what they do. Um, Tablio, we had four of those. We had Robert on sales, me on marketing. Tom was a uh, front end, like copywriting master. And then Tebow was the coder knocking it out. And so we were able to do this with just four people. Nice. And a seven figure exit. Yeah. 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 Not to brag. Not too bad. <laughs> Not to brag in three months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It takes it takes a lot of work to get to that point though. We this is our fifth uh, this is our fifth uh, SaaS that we sold. The one we sold right before this was 100k, and the one before that was six thousand dollars. So, like it builds up. Nice. So, obviously, relationships, travel, speaking opportunities. Now, like you said, you're the you're the front man, and and you know, getting on camera, getting on stages, really just creates opportunities to promote your company and what you're doing. Um, I know you and Dennis have done a lot of things together and, you know, both are kind of in the marketing space, um, but very complimentary, right? I mean, 
you know, Dennis is doing the same kind of things you're doing in Pakistan and, and really uh, his goal is really, you know, twofold, obviously marketing is, is a big thing, but he wants to create a, a million jobs and, mm-hmm. and so not just create great companies, but he's created a whole system of training people, hiring people and, and creating marketing, little marketing companies all over that can support U S businesses. And I think you mentioned the hiring challenge, right? Figuring out that once you get past that cultural challenge, you can, you know, you know exactly how to hire and how to work, you know, with Indian people in a way that's effective. Um, So is your next iteration going to be something similar where you're helping create more opportunities for, for Indians to have relationships with companies in the U S so we have our course IC framework, which is international clients framework, where we've we've sold a few thousand of these, where we're teaching Indians how to charge more. Um, we've got the content; everything's free on YouTube, honestly. Um, and we've helped so many people just just through the content. I think that's where our biggest impact is: is the YouTube channel, uh, the Twitter channel, and then or Twitter page, and then uh, LinkedIn. Um, but yeah, you you've seen it as well. I don't know if you've dug into the the group that that Dennis has, but his hardest problem right now is there are so many people that are applying. Um, but very few of them are able to fill, uh, fulfill the instructions. So like he'll want a video editor and they won't even know how to download a file. You know, so there's a huge education gap there um, and a huge uh, comprehension gap uh, that needs to be crossed. And it's similar in India as well. The solution we found is to go higher up on the totem pole. So instead of working with you know, anybody, uh, going with people that have international experience, that have master's degrees, like people that actually are ready for the opportunity. Like my personal trainer here is working. He's living in our house for two months. After that, he's going to go to Greece and then he's hopefully going to get a job in America. Like we, we really want the people that are on that track. And he's also, I think, $300 a month for this live in like managing the house. Nice. So those people are also cheap. You know, those people are also inexpensive. And those are the real people that you can help. Because they're ready to leave India, they're ready to you know make a mark, or or if not leave India, build something incredibly strong in the country. You don't want to get bogged down with um, people that aren't on that kind of track. Um, at least I don't. I, I would rather find the people that are already like you know they've had hard lives. Like my co-founder Robert in Romania uh, ran away from home. It was a pig farm at age fourteen, and he taught himself to code and he built his own six-figure business. And then I brought him on as a co-founder. And now he's got his own seven-figure agency that he's running, and he was part of the Taplio exit as well. And so those are the type of people that you want to find, not uh, just generally anyone, but find the people that are like working way harder than you have ever had to work in your life, and then add them to your team and and try to take them even further than they would go alone. Well, and, and the opportunity is obviously the education piece is also, you know, an, another level, but you hire somebody at that higher level that says, I want to help train people and create a training program. You don't create the training program yourself. You help somebody else create something that can train and, and prepare people. And I know that's part of what Dennis is trying to do, but, but the opportunities to create relationships with educated business owners and and really do incredible things is is pretty wide open i mean this is still a it's not like there's a closed door here so this is this is an opportunity for great creativity great opportunity to partner and and i think people having the willingness to to learn a little bit about internet living internationally to learn a little bit about you know culture and and 
you know, rather than just hiring a VA on Upwork, like you said, it, 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 if you just dig a little bit deeper, there's opportunities for greatness. Exactly. This is how it starts. So Div uh, Sharma, Div Sharma, who's my, you know, head of our uh, Alex Berman brands right now, he runs the YouTube channel, he runs the courses, he does everything. Um, and he's on track to make six figures US this year. But he came from just a link, uh, Instagram live I was doing, and he applied as an assistant and we hired him at $400 a month to work in the organization. And he's the reason I came out to India. I was just like, bro, where do you live? Like, I, me and Dennis were in Vegas. And then uh, I just realized, like, I, I'm sick of Vegas. I want to go see what's up. And so I just reached out to Div. And I'm like, yo, where do you live, bro? And he's like, oh, I live outside of Delhi. And so the next day, I booked a flight. And that was maybe two years ago. And I've barely been out of India since then. So I do highly recommend to say just, just getting on a plane and just going somewhere where you think might be opportunity and, and just sticking there as long as you can. Yeah. I love it. Well, obviously you've met your wife, you guys got married. So what's your most memorable date with the wife? Yeah. Well, hopefully probably our, yeah, no, <laughs> probably our, uh, our first date we went to uh, time zone, which is like uh, GameWorks, uh, Dave and Buster, like a Dave and Busters type of thing out here. And then we went to Chili's and then just another, uh, another venue. And we just, we hung out for, it must've been seven, eight hours just of talking and having fun. Uh, so our first date hard nice. to beat. And then my other favorite date was the the wedding itself. You can consider a date. That was great as well. <laughs> yeah. And you did a traditional Indian wedding. Yep. Up in Himachal, my parents flew to India for the first time. And then we stuck them on a bus uh, for 22 hours from Delhi to up to the Himalayan mountains. Ouch. <laughs> Yeah, but my wife's family is all from there. And so 2,000 people all from her, her village came and saw uh, the wedding. And it was it was insane. I've never seen that many people that packed together. And everybody wanted a selfie with me, with her, with <laughs> my parents, with uh, my co-founder, Robert, and his wife, Diana, flew in from Romania uh, with them. And like, it, it was wild. And there's so many different rituals. It was like a multi-day thing. Um, at one point the sister's wives like steal your shoes and you have to give them rupees to like buy it back. There was like a whole thing happening. It was very fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, what a fantastic experience and, and what a, what a great opportunity just to really, I mean, you're becoming a man of the world and, and including your wedding experience. So that that's pretty incredible. And, and it really does go back to your ability to design the life that you want and build businesses to support it. And so for me, the helping entrepreneurs that are listening is just to, to believe that that something like that is possible for them, that that they could travel like they want to. They could spend time with their kids at their baseball games if they want to and, and stop you know, thinking, well, someday I'll do that. Just figure out what it is that you really want out of life and believe that you can create a business that can support it and start, like you said, you're either good at marketing, sales, or fulfillment. Which which is your which is your area? Find the partners that you need to to fill the other two and and build something great. That's exactly right, Alex. Thank you so much for hanging out. Always end every show with our guests sharing their words of wisdom to our entrepreneurial audience. What would you share? Your health and your uh, your love are more important than you think. I put it off for too long. 
get in shape, get in as much shape as you can and start going on dates if you're not going on dates already, uh, because both of them will supercharge your wealth. It's all about the three. It's all about health, wealth, and love. Oh, so good. Alex, thank you so much for spending your evening with us and uh, look forward to just seeing all the greatness that's coming out of Omni. And then obviously what, what happens next when you exit and sell. <laughs> Thanks, Robert. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for tuning in to this episode brought to you by the power of intentional decisions that lead to massive action. Those aren't just buzzwords. They're qualities that can help you take control of your life and build a successful business. To support you on this journey, we're offering you our most popular survey to help you establish a baseline. Visit enjoybizlife.com to check it out and take the first steps towards changing your life and business. We often make things more complicated than they need to be, losing sight of what's truly important. This tool will help you refocus on what matters most so that you can start doing the things you've always wanted to do, like spending quality time with loved ones. And if you enjoyed this episode, please show us some love by liking, subscribing, or leaving a review. But most importantly, share it with someone who needs to hear it. In our next episode, Robert Noel chat with Dr. Obama Bowen about the entrepreneur lifestyle, where he and his wife are professionally homeless, traveling and living the life they choose. He empowers people to believe in their potential and tap into their inner greatness.